Hello, everyone, and welcome to another special video from irishsportsdaily.com. I am Greg Flamong, and we have Notre Dame women's head basketball coach, Neil Ivey, on the show today. And she's going to be talking about the 2023-2024 basketball team, what her expectations are for that team, the improvements that they've made in the offseason, and what she's excited about and looking forward uh, looking forward to as they head on to the 2023-2024 uh, the season. So thank you for being here. And before we get to her, I just want to talk to you about a couple of our sponsors, the first one being ESQ Clothing, which has created the world's first bamboo dress shirt. It's crafted from high-quality bamboo fabric. It's the softest and most comfortable shirt you'll ever put on. It's not only more sustainable than cotton, but also feels cooler, has stretch, is odor and wrinkle resistant, and it's even machine washable. You've seen ESQ's one-piece collar bamboo dress shirt on all of Notre Dame's top players and coaches, and it's the perfect shirt for today's business meeting or heading for a night out. Use ISD15 and get 15% off all online items. That's ISD15 for 15% off all online items. And another sponsor that's sponsoring our show today is VSR Media, which was founded by Notre Dame football pregame host and Emmy Award-winning anchor Vahid Saad Rizade. VSR Media provides professional and cinematic video and photo. Whether you're looking for looking for a, a collegiate or pro-level highlight reel, have a personal story to tell, or are aiming to diversify and grow your business, VSR Media specializes in short and long-form video storytelling, social media management, and website design. VSR Media also captures professional headshots, senior, and sports photos. Contact them at vsrmediacompany.com and mention Irish Sports Daily to receive 20% off your first project. Visit them online or give them a call at 574-800-9106. And without further ado, let's get to head coach Neil Ivey. Okay, everyone, we are here with Notre Dame women's head basketball coach Neil Ivey. And Coach Ivey, the first question I have for you is um, Notre Dame's a program with national title aspirations every single year. Um, and, and how do you, how do you go about balancing, um, expectations with the possibility of like a regular season title and a conference tournament championship that's available to you and an NCAA tournament that's all sitting out there? How do you talk big picture with the girls, um, heading into the year, um, you know, and managing how, how they, they balance a, a long season like that? Yeah. So we always, I always come out with like each year having kind of trying to establish our identity, um, mm -hmm. with that particular team and, I feel like being at Notre Dame, like you mentioned, like the expectation is always high. Um, so I always kind of start with that. Like when you come to Notre Dame, you're part of that legacy. You're when you mm -hmm. wear that uniform, like you assume the legacy that was there before you. And so we talk, I always talk about that. And then I talk about like short term goals, mm -hmm. um, trying to get better every day. And then I always kind of always throw in like, you know, the vision, the big picture. So I try to establish that the vision early, but understanding that we have to work to get better on a daily basis instead of looking so forward. But when they come to Notre Dame, they know the expectations is to win. Yeah. When you walk into the gym, all you see is, you know, nine final fours. So it's always um, a reminder every day when you walk on the court that you're part of something that's a lot bigger than, than yourself. So I think just having that atmosphere is always an example for them. Um, so you talked about building an identity throughout the year and I want to kind of, be a little bit backwards looking on that because last year you had um, you had a roster that you maybe you felt like uh, they were going to play a certain kind of way and you had um, you had some some very key injuries. How difficult was it for you to kind of change the team's identity on the fly, especially with with Olivia going down um, so late in the year in the conference tournament? Like how hard was it for you then to change the identity on the fly um, 
which, you know, it ended up in a sweet 16, uh, uh, sweet 16 appearance, which it, you know, is, is a very good outcome for a lot of teams. Uh, even for Notre Dame, it might be a little bit disappointing, but how, how hard was it for you to, uh, change the team's identity on the fly like that? Yeah, it was honestly, it was really, really challenging. Um, Mm -hmm. and I had to just embrace what was happening to keep my team level-headed because it was a big shock. You know, we lost Darren Mabry. We lost two starters to ACL. So Darren Mabry like a month prior. So we had to adjust to that. Um, You know, that's losing, uh, losing a leader, losing a fifth year senior, a lot of experience. Mm -hmm. And then like you mentioned, when, when Olivia went down, it was almost (laughs) another dagger to the heart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I really just tried to stay positive, um, make sure the team stayed positive and just focus on, the next man up, next woman up, you know, kind of talked mm. about that. It's like, okay, we're going to have to be a point guard by committee. You know, everybody's going to have to do a little bit more. Um, and, and just had to just readjust the lineup. You know, I started three, three posts. Um, I had Sony that was running the point, you know, Sonia Citron yeah. that was running the point. So um, I had to adjust a lot with the roles and I kind of just focused on everybody just doing a little bit more for those injured pr- players and playing for them. And so kind of like that's how, why that's how I had to adjust my coaching. But it was challenging. I'm not going to lie. Like I had, yeah. to, I had to change the offense. There were so many things that I had to do. And it was almost like you're in it. So you just had to adjust. And so that's what I did. And I, I credit my team and my staff for helping that. You know, I had a great mm-hmm. staff that can help me. But also I had a team that um, just really um, they just really responded to the adversity. And everybody mm-hmm. stepped up. And that's the reason why we went probably further than what people thought. But we put ourselves in a great position. We won the ACC uh, regular season. And then we mm-hmm. got a chance to host two games at home. So we put ourselves in a great position. Um, and then, unfortunately, lost in Maryland. But I credit my team with the resilience and the um, the fight that they played with. Yeah. So um, you talked about uh, having to adjust and having lost things and having to change the offense. I think one of the things that that really got lost with Dara um, was the three point shooting that that took a that took a big dip throughout the year. Um, your team was thirty one percent shooting threes last year, which is a, about in the middle of the NCAA. Um, obviously, there's there's three hundred and sixty one teams and you know in the in the women's um, NCAA that, that where they track that stat. Right. Um, uh, Fourteen point two threes per game and total attempts total attempts uh, on the season were, were near the bottom of the NCAA. I assume that, um, you know, three point shot is, is very, very important. Uh, you know, especially now with the current trends in basketball, you know, three and D is a, is a term that's very much widely used in both the women and men's game. Mm-hmm. Um, just want to highlight a couple of players that have been brought in Anna DeWolf, uh, a grad transfer from Fordham. She's made 238 threes in her four years at Fordham and uh freshman Emma Rich, uh, the 2023 balls ball ball is life three point champion. Made 569 threes in high school. Uh, one scored 30 points in a quarter, uh, <laughs> including nine threes, which is um, a heat check beyond uh, <laughs> beyond belief. Uh, <laughs> how how much are you counting on those two girls and just the team in general to to be a much more a much better three point shooting team this year? Yeah, um, you nailed it. That was something that I was trying to identify was three point shooting and perimeter yeah. shooting and. Um, like you said, it, it, it hit us really hard when we, when we lost Dara, um, mm-hmm. losing that three point presence. And so that was something that I was looking, looking to recruit, um, to bring in, you know, floor spacers, mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. Olivia miles, having Hannah Hidalgo, I wanted to be able to space the floor. So that was an emphasis for me recruiting wise. And so, 
I think they're going to come in right right away and make a huge impact. Um, it allows us not to be zoned because I feel like we got zoned a lot last year at the end mm-hmm. of the year. Um, like I said, it allows us to space the floor to open it up. And, um, and, and both of them are just incredible, just incredible, very high IQ players, but just have, um, you know, a gift in shooting the three. And Emma has size with her, with her um, ability to shoot the three. Yeah. She's a bigger guard. Um, and she's got a really, really pure, you know, pure shot. And then AD, or I call her AD, Anna DeWolf. Um, she's super crafty, so she can score multiple ways. She's a three-level scorer, but um, three-point shot is one of her specialties. So love bringing in specialty shooters. So that's been great. Yeah, yeah. It, it adds, I think, to uh, to every team. Everyone's looking for, uh, you know, that, that 3 and D player. Um, another question I had for you is um, your team was 118th in team pace last year, which is basically – uh, how many possessions per game you have, which is the top third of the country, uh, which, you know, it's kind of the, the bottom of the top three, uh, the top third. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to be faster in 2023? It, it seems, it seems to me like this, the way this team is built, it's, it's built to push the pace and it's, it's built to play a little bit faster and get more possessions. Absolutely. Um, that's something I talk about a lot, especially since I even, you know, came back here in Notre Dame, being yeah. in the NBA, I learned that from the Grizzlies, you know, so my first year with John Morant, with Taylor Jenkins, all we talked about was pace and like mm. you mentioned, like, you know, points for possessions. And I learned that analytically and learned that just in that system. So I try to bring that system here um, and have implemented it every year. And I feel like now we're in year four. I think that we're really going to try to adapt to that type of style. I'm always stressing playing with pace uh, with my team. And I think um, with and Liv was the type of point guard to play with pace. So when she comes back, I know that she's going to do that. And I think adding. I believe adding Hannah Hidalgo is really going to force us to play fast. She's one of the fastest guards in the country and she's really, she's really great at getting the ball out the net and really pushing. She can get downhill with ease, gets down the floor with, you know, less than five seconds. So having those two dynamic fast point guards and explosiveness with shooters, I think hopefully you'll see us trend in a higher direction in in that category. Well, having, Hannah Hidalgo kind of ease the transition of Olivia into the lineup because they can play a similar style. I know, I know Olivia likes to push the pace. Um, And she's also, I mean, I, she's like a, she's like a magic Johnson style, like, or like Luca or, you know, one of the bigger, one like a bigger guard. Um, And I feel like she really wants to push the ball. Does having Hannah uh, who's, does it make it easier than it otherwise would be if, if she, if someone like her wasn't on the roster, just easing Olivia into, into the lineup there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I feel both of them are, to me, I, those two are two of the best point guards that you're going to see. Like, mm-hmm. they're always going to be in the top of that list uh, as far as point guards uh, with vision and the way that they can play and manipulate defenses. Both of them are is super talented. Dilla different, like you said, with the size. You know, Hannah is defensive-minded. You know, she's one of those, uh, you know, um, she's just pesty defensively. So um, I think it's, Hannah brings another level of, of a ball handler as well. And I Losing live last year, not having that um, really hurt. You know, so yeah. this year, like my focus was, um, you know, to bring in another point guard, somebody that can handle handle the ball, um, and then those two together is going to be something special. Uh, you mentioned Sonia Citrone uh, earlier in the conversation. Uh, tell me about what she gained last year from having to shoulder so much of the load. Um, she's basically a, a two guard last year with Olivia carrying the ball. And then Olivia goes down and right. she, she, then it becomes her. And then she starts to have to create for others while also trying to create for herself. Um, 
with that will come just naturally becoming a leader out there. How, right. how has that benefited her and what will that bring to the team in uh, 2023, 2024? Yeah. Um, what she gained last year, the experience um, being the go-to person mm-hmm. uh, is invaluable. I always felt like um, Sony is that type of versatile player that is very fine with not being in the spotlight. You know, she's going to do exactly what you want to do. She's a glue player for me. She can play the one through four position, um, always in the right spot. You know, she's like a type of person that you, that I personally love. I can't, it's hard to have her all, take her out the game because she does so many things well. And so with her role being expanded, having to do more for us, it put her in that spotlight, you know, for her just to be that go-to player. Um, and that experience is going to, it's going to help her down the road, definitely going to help her at, in her junior season, but also like when, as she, continues to play professionally because she has that experience now. Um, she has the experience of having to run a team, even though that's not something that, you know, we would have wanted her to do. Yeah. Um, she's, she's gotten very comfortable um, making decisions, being getting us into the offense, um, but also being the go-to scorer. So I ask her to do a lot. Um, even right now, there's certain times where I'm, I'm playing her at the four and then I'll turn around in a segment and have her run the point. And she's used to that um, because she got that experience last year when when lived when, with our injuries. So for her, it's only going to help her. I always I always talk about Marina Mabry having to run mm-hmm. the point here yeah. um, that championship year. That's helped her in the league because she can be, you know, a two guard. She can be a scorer, but she can also run the point. So it makes her more more versatile. It makes her value higher. Um, and I feel like that's what's what that's what's going to help Sony. Also a 40% shooter from three last year, which is uh, very, very good. It, it, would she be the key to what what people would call small ball lineups with putting her at the four, um, especially when you get Olivia back? Like, I, I feel like, I feel like Notre Dame would be able to, to play smaller if she's going to be at the four. I mean, that's, you're talking, that's when you're really running teams. That's absolutely that's, that makes it very difficult. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think some of our best teams, um, we had a four guard lineup um, with yeah. a small ball. So it's really hard to defend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, speaking of speaking of uh, S- Sonia and the experience that she gained. Uh, so Sonia Citron, Maddie Westfeld, Olivia Miles and KK Bransford, I believe all earned all ACC honors um, of some kind, whether first team, second team or freshman team. Uh, communications director Ashton Pollard tells me uh, Notre Dame was the only ACC team that four four players make all ACC team. Um, how hard is it to balance uh, experience? Uh, with with youth and the younger players coming into the team in the era of the transfer portal where uh, minutes are available somewhere for mm-hmm. for your players, especially, you know, you're bringing really good players into your program all the time. How do you balance that, the need for, um, you know, experienced players, but also younger players? Right. I'm always trying to be purposeful in the way that I recruit. You know, I don't carry a big roster. Um, if you see my roster, my roster is like 11, 12. I think that's ideal. Um, coming in, I had a roster of 15, and that was very hard to manage. Um, so I learned that by experience. Um, and so now, you know, I feel like I'm really intentional with who I bring in. You know, I'm not going to bring in a ton of people that are like, um, you know, I, I try to bring in complementary players. So mm-hmm. if I bring in a back to the basket, I want to bring a more versatile face up type forward. You know, I bring in a point guard every two years. Um, so that's kind of the way that I recruit. I feel like the age of transfer portal, I think everybody's still trying to navigate what's best yeah. for their program. But for me, um, I'm just, like I said, I'm trying to be very intentional with positioning with what I need, but also it's, it's identifying the right fit. Um, and I try to get complimentary players. So 
there are not a lot of players that are like each other. Um, yeah. But I think that chemistry um, is something I'm always looking for, the right fit, to understand my system, understand, you know, what I'm trying to build here. And I feel like I really nailed that with this roster. And I'm really excited. Like, you know, last year I retained the entire roster. And I mm -hmm. think Notre Dame's one of five schools that retain the entire roster. And that's something that I'm always looking forward. I want to grow with my team, you know. So there are times that I'm going to look at the transfer portal and bring in the pieces that I need. But ideally, I would like to, you know, continue to recruit high school and grow with my team because I think that's when you – really get a chance to, you know, put in place your player development and you get a chance to kind of help them transition to next level. Um, and some, you know, most of my players want to play professionally and that's what I'm trying to help them do. Yeah. Um, so speaking of bringing in uh, freshmen, uh, we, we talked about Emma Rich earlier and uh, we've, you've referenced Hannah Hidalgo uh, a number of times already. Uh, the number five recruit in the 2023 class, according to ESPN's Hoop Girls rankings, set a McDonald's All-American game record with 26 points and tied a game record with eight steals. Mm. Um, first of all, what kind of an asset can she be defensively uh, for your team? Um, mm -hmm. You know, you, you always want an on-the-ball defender, especially. And, you know, as you get it, there's there's a lot of really good uh, offensive players who are going to handle the ball a lot. How much of an asset can she be um, on that end? When you consider, like, when it gets to, you know, Hope, you know, health permitting, of course, when it right. gets to March and, and that time of year, you're going to want you're not going to want, uh, you know, Olivia Miles chasing around the top player or or Sony or, or whoever that may be. You could have Hannah out there to do that. How important is she going to be on that end? Yes, I'm so important. Um, Hannah Hidalgo is a program changer. Um, mm. She and I never reference this uh, usually, but she reminds me of Skylar. Um, and that's mm. a that's a tall tale. Um, she is. Um, the last person that's done that, that I've seen change the program has been Skylar with the way that she defends. And so that's why I mentioned Skylar with, when I mentioned Hannah, um, Hannah is relentless defensively. She's just a dog. So on an, like offense and defense, she's a dog. She loves to defend. Um, she's going to pick you up, you know, 94 feet. She's going to try to turn you in the backcourt and, you know, and, and defense excites her and it's contagious. And so since she's been on campus, it's, she's helped ramp everyone's defensive mentality um, and intensity because of the way she plays. Um, and the only other person I've ever seen do that is Skylar. So she's going to change everything. Um, she's a joy to coach. Like I said, she, she's a, uh, it's the way that she plays brings off. It, it's contagious for the rest of the team. Um, I love her energy. I love her fearlessness. Um, and it's been, it's been awesome to kind of see it because practices are so much more competitive. Um, she does so many things well that it's just so fun and she ignites she ignites us with the way that she plays. And it's been, it's been really fun to coach. Do you, do you think it'll be a challenge to get her to, uh, well, not, not get her to manage the expectations there. The way you're talking, it's very hard not to <laughs> yeah, get I excited, mean, but it, yeah. it, it, she is, you know, she is a freshman. I mean, it, right. it, do you feel like you're going to have to manage that? Yeah. I mean, I think when you have a point guard, especially me being a point guard, um, it, it um, I understand what, the level of expectation and the weight that you have as a yeah. point guard, especially a freshman. So for me and her, like we're my, my goal is to really communicate and help her along. Cause it is a transition. Like you said, mm. it's a lot being a point guard and a freshman point guard. And I think she's done a phenomenal job. We had a foreign tour this summer. So she, we had the opportunity to play two games overseas. And I think that really helped her learn the system, get a chance to kind of get up and down 
um, understand what I want, you know, as far as um, being this extension of me on the court. I think that really helped her. Um, and she's she's a really she has a really high IQ and she's picked up a, everything really. She's a sponge um, and mm-hmm. she really wants to get better every day. She wants to be challenged and she wants to get better. So um, my expectations are high, but I, I, she's the type of player, caliber player that can handle it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, look, it, the team sounds exciting. It sounds like the type of team that people are going to want to watch on a, on a day-to-day basis and going to play an exciting brand of basketball, a lot of fun young players with experience as well. So uh, thank you for uh, coming on the show. I really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, we'll be following you guys. We'll be covering you guys and uh, good luck. Uh, good luck thank this year. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.